Hello and welcome to the Solution Focus Toolkit, where we break down the Solution Focus model into its component parts and we help you reassemble it in a way that is effective in your work environment. I'm Michael Dawson from the Action Factory Training and we're here every Monday to look at the world through a solution focused lens and to remind you that if you're in the people business, you have the greatest job in the world, which is helping improve the lives of your client group. Last week, we discussed the medical question and how we can think about breaking that down for use in the workplace. And um, as you know, like most of solution focused therapy, it doesn't copy and paste. You need to create something for yourself. Hopefully, after thinking about the last episode, I hope you have your kind of very own version of the medical question sat firmly in your work holster with the safety catch off. And you're ready to work with and mold the solution focus model into your working day. So as promised this week, I'd like to have some fun with this and see what you might do once you've drawn your weapon and fired, kind of. I think that's called stretching a metaphor. But I think you know what I mean. <laughs> so firstly, let's just take some of the pressure off. Okay, remember, not only are you not therapists, but you neither need a problem, or if there is one, you don't have to solve it. Uh, remember, it's the client who has the answers. They are the expert. The latter applies to therapy too. And, and certainly, if you've worked with us and you've heard some of the earlier episodes, you'll know that's no different in a therapy room as it is in a place of work. It's not your problem, and you're not there to solve it, and you're not the expert. How wonderful and refreshing is that? So what I've just said definitely relieves some pressure. Um, so without problems to solve, you're in fact here to improve their lives, if you can. And that's why we all do the jobs we do. It's what gets us up in the morning because we improve the lives of our clients. So with your personal medical question at the ready, it's time to practice and see what you can get from your clients. And if you've done any training with us, you'll remember that often the root of the answer lies in the very first thing they say in response. And it's at this point we should listen very carefully, pick up the language, the tone, what's said, and of course, in some cases, what isn't. And one of the biggest fears I had, and certainly the clients we train have, is that they may get something kind of unrealistic as a response. Uh, they may say, oh, I'd have won the lottery, or I'd wake up and my mum would be alive. I always kind of give the same answer to this, um, and it kind of comes in two parts. <laughs> Number one, I can't remember it ever happening to me. The question is always taken in context of what I was saying. So I can't tell you from experience, that's that's honest truth, and I've worked with hundreds, if not thousands, of one-to-one -one clients and families. Um, however, there are some textbook responses that can work well if you get stuck. So, for example, um, they may say, I don't know. Again, we go back to this idea of it being quite mischievous um, and respond by saying, well, imagine if you did. What then? <laughs> what would you say if you did know? You know, so it's a little bit of mischief and you tend to tend to break through. Um, you know, I, I'd be rich or I'd have won the lottery, you know. Well, you know, I've done different ways depending on how it feels. You could have some banter with this, 
but you could also peel back the layers until you reach the broader context like maybe not having the job they hate or being at home with the kids more okay or just use that as a really positive conversation um there's another one is like oh well i'd be dead you know well that's not possible because in the question we asked you we said you woke up so again depending on how seriously you take those kinds of responses as an organization and a policy then that's entirely up to you however in context of the question that professionally is up to you however um, that's my kind of idea of a mischievous response so in the case of a lottery win or being rich uh, and then let's suppose we switch that to a work scenario. There's a lot of moral lessons and fun to be had in going with it. And it still feels great to talk about that house you're going to buy for your mother. You know, um, I love repeating stories, as you know, I love stories. And there's a great story that Anthony Robbins tells about taking his mum to see this beautiful beachside house that he bought. And he showed around, she could see the sun coming up, they could see the beach. It was absolutely beautiful. And he said, what do you think, Mum? And she said, oh, she said, Anthony, this is amazing. Um, you'll be able to see the sun come up every morning and you'll be able to be right on the beach. Oh, it's just beautiful. And he went, here you go. And he handed her the keys. Beautiful story about making it and what you can do for the people around you. You drop stories like that into your conversations and your solution-focused conversations. I do that a lot when I'm working in the care industry and stuff. So remember, the miracle question is about imagination. You know, it's about, um, it's fantasy. And in most cases, the client will see it in that context. So let's say that your client isn't in a mischievous mood. Let's say your answer is perfectly reasonable. And remember, these podcasts aren't lessons or training. We can only talk about the principle behind the actions as opposed to kind of true training, unless you're doing our uh, actual solution-focused training or solution-focused approach training. Um, okay, run the advert. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, yeah, our, our training is all online for teams and stuff, so we work with clients in adapting this model to their environment. So, okay. Moving on, it might be worth thinking about how you can peel back the layers of what the client is saying to you. Um, and in a work scenario, you know, I found you can even share your own ideas as well. So the goal now is to see how close the client has ever been to that. How did, how did that feel? And what we call the miracle question might be that perfect day, that kind of no problem day. And reflecting the client's language back to them, using the same words. And in a therapeutic sense, we use other tactics to see the solution and to bring it closer. So in light of the other podcasts, it's worth summarising by saying that you are not the expert the client is. Solution-focused therapy is an attitude. If this is the case, then you play the role of the curious inquisitor. You're a person who wants to know how that issue manifests itself, how and why things are better sometimes. And what kind of situations does the client find that things are a little closer to the miracle day? So, so then we begin to probe and we find those what we call exceptions. And these are times when the client just isn't very good at having a problem. 
So if you've not done the training with us or anybody else, these things may well be new to you. But basically, it's based on the principle that a person isn't perfect and you can't have perfect problems. So, you know, it's not possible in this podcast to to create a lesson. So uh, but let's imagine a conversation takes place in a residential home and this could go in all kinds of directions. You know, a young teacher, for example, I don't know, um, say verbalizing about a drug issue, something mild. But I've often seen young people come up with waves of realization and common sense and <laughs> find that especially in smart young people who you, you can see something in them and they're not quite comfortable with this unending kind of peer pressure um to be and do something that just doesn't work it takes really strong character i'm thinking of particular people that i've known and been lucky enough to work with over the years you know just people that instead of being led actually led out of amazing young people so they may hint at, say, kicking the weed. You know, uh, it's a pretty normal in their, in their environment, smoking weed. So why don't you? Well, everyone else does it, you know. I've tried in the past. Da, da, da. So you may then be able to bring in your medical question. Again, it's already in your holster, but it could be something as simple as, well, how would it be if you'd never tried it ever, ever? Yeah, I can't imagine having never tried it. Well, what if you could? Say you'd never tried weed. There's lots of people who've never tried weed or even alcohol. Well, if I'd never tried it ever, then I'm not quite sure I'd be that bothered. You know, it's not that ace, to be honest. It's just a habit now. So have you ever done that? Have you ever not used it for a while? Well, yeah, twice. What I'm thinking of certain people now. You know, once when I was ill and once when I, I was on remand for two weeks. So... How was that then? It was okay, but the minute I go home, I was I was like bang on it again, and I was da-da. so. Tell me about the longest time, like when you're on your man away. Could you could you live in a world where we didn't exist? Do you know you could stop and still survive? Okay, so I'm just playing around, just throwing things out there now. These are convers. This isn't a therapeutic lesson. Remember, our aim is not to make you a therapist; it's to not not make you a therapist i.e. it's to help you use the approach to make your clients' lives better. So you can see from that conversation, it's constantly trying to stand the client up on their own two feet, take your hands off them and see just what they've got going for them. And you'd need to listen to the episode on assumptions to kind of see where you're coming from on that. So we would then go off into the other tools in our Solution Focus Toolkit. So I will leave that episode as a, a, a general overview. Um, so I just want to say thanks for being there. Remember to click and sign up for the PDF desk droppers. They are great information. You can drop them on a colleague's desk or pin it on a notice board. Uh, there'll be a link around here somewhere. And next week, I'm going to be talking about one of the other tools that we use once we start to kind of probe with our client another really really big one questions 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 so it's about the questions we ask not the answers we get how we start to probe and go deeper with our clients so these are the tools of solution focused working and this has been the solution focused toolkit podcast thanks for listening and remember if you're in the people business and you've got the greatest job in the world you're helping your clients lives get better 
I'll be here next Monday morning to remind you of that. Have an absolutely fantastic week and I'll be back soon. Bye now.